0: I'm all jacked up on coffee. Yep. I'm all fired up. Do you have... You wanted... You were really rich, itching to go. I figured you had some sort of snarky remark I'm for just me ready or to something. go.
1: I'm so ready to go. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Since I'm off the Red Bull, coffee's been a replacement, and I drink a lot of coffee.
0: There's a lot of evidence that coffee is great for you all the way around. Yes. There's also evidence that it's terrible for you all the way around. That's the internet. That's the days we live in right now.
1: I just... You know, if you don't read the negatives, it's only positive. Yeah. That's the way I live. It's like looking pretty at much warning anything
0: mobile. you can find both on the internet. Now. Right. If you don't drink coffee, you're going to die tomorrow. If you drink coffee today, you're going to die tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Lots of opinions out there. That and we're going to go it. ahead and share some of ours about walleye fishing on this podcast. Good segue. Thank you. Uh, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Will Neuer. This is it. It's the last one. And then we get into the good season of Walleye Talk. Can't freaking wait, dude.
1: I really enjoy the preseason. I mean, you get you start talking about it, it gets you all fired up. But there's nothing quite like sharing actual experiences, how wrong we really were. Right. I don't know if we've ever really been that right.
0: Well, I, I think that's the hard part. Is like you, the, the information during the season, I think, is far more useful. Because one, it's like fresh... Not purely hypothetical, and you get like you get the experience, and then you get two guys reflecting on it, and like, what would we be doing different? Blah blah blah. You know, that's the recipe for success. That one
1: season was just like, yeah, we crushed him. How'd you crush them, Dan? Oh, jig- jigging a minnow, you remember that? <laughs> and it was like for seven weeks. Yeah, we crushed them. Good week. <laughs> and then, like at the end, you kind of felt guilty. Yeah, it was another. Another crusher of a week. Yeah. I really hope we have the similar similar in the spring. You yeah. Mean? Well, I guess it was like that last fall
0: too. What? Last fall was great. <laughs> that I didn't know if you were talking about last fall or not, but it's, it's happened
1: a couple times.
0: Huh? It's good to go back to like the antsiness of uh, being a little less certain of catching a bunch of them, which is how we ended the season last year. Oh
1: yeah. That um, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Hopefully, we have more of the same.
0: Yeah. The way I feel right now. Reminds me about, I, used, I played football in high school, you know, and Fridays were freaking miserable, dude, because you get out of school, mm. the game's at seven o'clock, and all you want to do is like, you want, you want kickoff, and let's it's suit just up and go. painful from three o'clock to seven o'clock, not enough stuff to do, huh. that's how I feel right now, like, let's just get the show on the road.
1: Yeah, crappie fishing is fine and all, but it's not a suitable replacement,
0: no. It's
1: something to do to pass your time. It is not a suitable replacement to crushing walleyes.
0: Right. Um, this week we're going to talk about some guidelines or rules of the opener road for making everybody around you, everybody in this little community, happy. And uh, then we'll talk about uh, our opening week lakes, the different week lakes we're going to fish, and how they're how they vary some different approaches
1: we're talking a little bit about our equipment we've got uh last year we did it as well but we're gonna do an opening rod lineup and then we've got a groundhog day it's gonna be dan's turn i got just a doozy for him and then uh we're gonna get out of here let's
0: hear from port having fun in the sun on the lake all day long Porta dock dealer today.com I'll do a quick quick regional update. I was on Leech Lake yesterday on the east side, driving all over the east side and it was fifty-three degree water. Nice. Pretty much everywhere. What was the uh what was the water clarity like? Um, it looked maybe a little darker than normal, but I can't say for sure. It was also like partly cloudy and uh it was in the it was there. I was there in the evening, so dealing with a, a weird sun angle.
1: Yeah, I, um, I mean, it's good. I mean, have darker water, some less clear
0: water is good. That's a good thing for catching wild eyes. For sure, yeah. Especially out there. Yep. And I think the warmest I found was fifty-five and a half or Sweet. something. But 53 and a half, consistently all over. So, like, west of Bear, south of Bear. That's good. The, the water temperature is 53 degrees out there. Right the
1: warmest now. we've had for opening day in a very, very long time.
0: Right. So that's what I know about the region. Walker Bay was colder. Walker Bay was not quite 50 degrees. So That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you could find there, you could probably find a much more dramatic change in water temperatures based on where you are in the bay or yeah. around the bay. Um, Rules of the opener road. Yeah. The way of the road. I, these would maybe just be some tips for having like more fun on opener. Yeah. Like, if Not just
1: more fun for you, but more fun for
0: everyone involved. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do the quick weekend shot, you know, get to fish Saturday, Sunday. Um, I, I know a lot of people that take Friday off for opener, which seems kind of goofy, you know? Like, Why wouldn't you get an extra day while walleye fishing and stay Monday? But there are like a lot of chores that are nice to get done on Friday... To make the weekend more fun. For sure. Get your bait shopping done. Yep. Um, groceries. Groceries. Get your boat in the water, if that's at all a possibility. Part of the reason I like my opener plan on Cass Lake so much is we had the luxury of getting our boats in the water the day before. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's then then Friday, Friday can be super fun still. You know, you can go cruise around, scouting and right. maybe go in crappie gym, fishing. And, um, but it's nice to just be able to walk down to a dock on opening morning. Because public accesses will, of course, be very busy.
1: Especially where, like, Homington's cabin is. There's not a close public access. No. Nope. So, like, in order for, like, to, to go to an access
0: for you guys, it'd be 25, 30 minutes. Yep. Yeah. You know, and then you got to drive a truck back and yep. do that that whole deal. So, that'd be... If you can design your weekend to make that a possibility, I think that's a, a good idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um... So not just for launching boats and stuff, but like town etiquette is something that we've never touched on, but we should have. Um, and it's um, especially when things get busy, tempers can flare. Um, but like with the new licensing, the the way you have to do like a coupled licenses, couple couples licenses now. It takes a lot more time. Yep. So be extremely patient when it comes to that. Right. And don't get mad at the people running the machine. It's not their fault. Right. They're doing everything they can.
0: It also means that the people running the machine are dealing with problems they haven't encountered before. Right. So like you're going to possibly run into a person trying to get you a license that hasn't run into this hiccup before. I can tell you, like we didn't do it the cleanest way, but it took me three trips to the bait shop to get my wife's license. Mm-hmm. And, uh. It was, it was kind of a pain. I, I started that process uh, in, like, March when I bought my license, right? Yep. And then uh, we got it. I got it yesterday. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Or she got it. So huh. we're all good to go. So
1: just be patient because it sucks.
0: Yeah. I would say you should just, in general, be wherever you are in a little resort or a little tourism town this weekend you should be there with lots of spare time Mm -hmm. and recognize that the people who are helping you don't have lots of spare time. Mm -hmm. So, like, be there, be relaxed, don't worry about it taking a while, and then also maybe be cautious of eating up a bunch of somebody's time for something that's not pertinent to you getting what you need. Right.
1: Right. Not to
0: say we're not, like, people aren't willing to shoot the shit, but... There are people who, there are just a lot of people that need stuff from uh, bait shops and grocery stores this weekend, is all.
1: Yep. So be prepared for that and uh,
0: try not to lose your, lose your cool. Yeah. And try to find, like, a, if you've got questions before you get up here, like, now's probably the time to try to call and, and, a, and ask them. Yep. Maybe they're going to say they don't know if you've got a weird question. Um, but. All day Friday, their phones are going to be ringing like crazy anyway, yep. and lots of those questions are going to be about minnows. Um, but if you can figure out the answer to your question without having to call a person, I think that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, if it's something that's not super important, just kind of wait if <laughs> you can, wait yeah. till Sunday. Right. But I think that's that's good. Yeah, and of course, when you do get to the docks, be very respectful. There's people, there's rookies out there. Be kind to the rookies.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's not to say you shouldn't go through. I imagine if you're listening to a walleye fishing podcast that you are checking as much as you can check. But even, even, I would assume that everybody's tried to square their boat away before they get there. And then just because the number of people were are going to be launching, somebody's going to have squared their boat away and then encountered a problem at the... For sure. That's, that's going to happen. And it could happen to anybody. Anybody. Yep. So patience is the key. Right. And
1: not everyone has it, but do your best to get some.
0: Yeah. And just even if you're feeling it, like I f- just grind your teeth a little bit and then like put on a smile and ask if you can help somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't like seeing somebody taking the cover off their boat while they're, like, waiting in the ramp. That's not the way you should do it, I don't think. But it doesn't help at all to get pissed off about it. Right. Karma, you'll catch more walleyes if
1: you're kind to those people. For sure. Karma catches up with you on both directions. Karma bites.
0: We need as many karma bites as we can get this weekend. That's man. right, that's right. Um, <laughs> that's all I got on that. You know anything about minnows? I know lots of things about minnows. Mm. Most of them have fins. Mm. Mm. Some of them have mouths that are turned down. Some of them have mouths that are turned forward. Really? Mm -hmm. Some of them are torpedo-shaped. Some of them are shiny. Some of them have little spots on their tail. Really? Yep. Can Mm. you tell me more? No. Okay. Walleye Talk is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle in Longville, Minnesota. Good news, folks. Spot tails are in. Lots and lots of spot tails. Available by the dozen, by the pint, and by the quart. If you're looking for Minnesota's most favorite minnow for opening day weekend, stop in at Full Bait and Tackle in Longville, Minnesota.
1: So we are going to be on a few different lakes this opening week. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to fish any two exactly the same. Right?
0: Yeah. So, I'd say, yeah, I'm going to fish three pretty distinctly different ones.
1: And I will fish at least two very, very distinctly different ones. And then there's another one that has, the one I'm going to open up on is, um,
0: has a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like, you've got unique, you know, I wouldn't say like, I don't think you could get into like the late classification with that one and say it's way different, but there's just some like, it's not mapped real well. Right. Um. Maybe it is on V9, though. Could be. Could be. That'd be pretty sweet. Yep. But yeah, I think that one. I would consider that one to be different, too. Yeah. My opening plan is on Cast Lake, and it's not in my boat, which I'm actually very excited about. So you're fishing with
1: Lee? Is that who you're going to be fishing Lee, with? Lee Clancy
0: and Matt Holmgren and my buddy Luke DeGrood are all getting into Lee's identical 2090 to mine, which is pretty exciting.
1: Why? it's just going to be like a home away from home. It
0: is. Yep. He's got lots of musky tackle all, all all over the place, and I think he'll put it he'll put it in the boat just to sort of annoy me. Even just though mess he can't, with you. yeah yeah yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I I was excited about that. I asked him, you know, I didn't think we needed two of them. It'd be fun to have four of us in the boat, and yeah. that boat has plenty of room for four anglers. Um, and I asked him, do you want to fish out of mine or do you want to tow yours up? And it makes a lot of sense that he wants to tow his up. Right. Hey. so. I get to just fish.
1: You'll have plenty of time to drive yours around.
0: Right. I think I'll get some engine hours in this season.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yep. And you are going to open up on... I'm going to go to a little lake uh,
1: over by my parents' house. Um, you know, I've, I've lit them up there a couple times on opener, but generally it's just solid for... You know, like last year we caught about 20, but there were some small ones. I think we only kept six or eight or something like mm-hmm. that. But it's nice because it's quiet and it flies under the radar.
0: Yeah. I think that's what we're both really seeking from our opening day lakes is that like we do, it's not even a number day. You know, obviously you still want to do really well, but like I'm trying to design like an experience that is a lot of fun and like stress-free and stuff and Right. I think and we both do that.
1: Then you're going to be after you get done with Chaos. where are you
0: going to be going? Uh Leech Lake will be my Next couple trips, and um, I think the east side of Leech, I'll be launching out of Pike. I was there yesterday. It's good to be home, man. How does
1: everything look over there?
0: It looks great, dude. The place is in good shape. Uh, water was super low on Leech, like real, real low, and has rebounded to what most people consider to be fact, a, normal, a normal, acceptable. Low. Yeah yeah so we didn't I was, have a
1: ton of snow so and then we ended up getting like four inches of rain yeah
0: thank goodness for the rain in april thank um, goodness it wasn't snow right yeah, 50 <laughs> inches of snow yeah so yeah east side leech and looked around a little bit yesterday and they were already in like some familiar places for springtime fishing very nice which is nice to see and um i think that i'll be able to avoid the crowds which is important on leech for the first couple of weeks of the season um and I imagine they'll be eating a jig and a minnow when the day is right, and they'll probably be eating leeches right away too. Would right. be my guess out there. I'm hoping that we get some rain early next week. That we don't have a ton of wind until Wednesday, if the if the forecast is is right. But that's the big thing. Like you can do all the scouting you want out there. Like the wind is going to tell you what you need to be doing sure. with your day, and hopefully we get enough. And that with in even with some rain, if there's not a ton of wind, I'm hoping to do some shallow rock stuff, and
1: that'd be super fun.
0: Yeah, and it, the good thing is, if you get that little cloud cover, you can then you can pitch shallow rocks much more successfully than if you're blowing. If it's blowing ten to fifteen miles an hour, um, not that you can't, but it certainly makes it a little. bit It makes it way.
1: That's when you lose a ton of jigs. Right. Yeah. You, you yeah. lose.
0: You lose contact with that bait a lot, right. which is not really what you want to be doing if you're pitching. Uh, you're on leech as well.
1: Yeah, I'll be up north, though. I'll sure. be fishing sand. Um, and it'll be... I haven't been up there since I got my boat. I, I went up there the first, for the first trip because it was open. Right. And. Uh, but I think I'm going to be... <clears throat> I'll be focusing on either sand or I'll be going into the fresh-growth cabbage um, one thing that kind of gets lost is, or forgot about is even though the, even though the water's cold, that sun has been hitting into those shallow waters for an extra month now. So our cabbage growth is going to be much greater than it has been in the past few years. So they're going to be, I, I can imagine they're going to be in there. At least the bait should be in there.
0: Yeah. Yep. I think you're right. I've, there's a lot of bait in shallow water all, all over where I've been looking and um, I think that That'll be important.
1: Yeah, and it should be. Should, makes it fun because now now you've got options mm-hmm. instead of just fishing. You know, two or three types of structures. You, you really open the doors to to new things there. Right. So, so. Yeah,
0: you really want on lakes that have good walleye populations. It's better for everybody if they're if they're scattered. Yep. Because you, I mean, yeah, maybe you get lucky and land on the mother load, but like there are plenty of walleyes on Leech Lake to go around. It's nice if they're not uh, so centralized that. <laughs> what happens is like mega
1: school mega mega schools of people on mega schools of fish right and that's less fun to us Mm -hmm. but there's a couple people who really like it drive on it
0: right so yeah and then my i'm on another little longville lake opening week as well and that one fish numbers are good but i do feel like it'll be a hunt and peck you know for for what I'm hoping is a good day, but I, I like I like those types of trip in the trips in the spring where um, if fish are cooperative enough, you know, you can get a fish or two in out of each spot you pull up on, and then you just gotta find six or seven spots that have a fish or two.
1: And it's the nickel and dime approach. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on that lake uh this week and I'm I'm thinking that I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find some daytime fish, but I, I've gotta I've got a sinking suspicion that it's all going to happen right at the end. Hmm. And that's not going to be that... I, I don't think that's going to be too big of a problem. But I'm that's what I'm kind of gearing up for. I mean, I'll try and find some fish during the day. But I'm banking on the evening being kind of... The last hour being really good for us. Gotcha. Just because of how scattered they can be out there. Sure. I think they'll school up and just chomp.
0: Yeah, I just hope we're... And I think we're setting up to have... Good daytime fishing on whichever lake you're on next week because so. water temps are, are better than normal. The fish I saw on Leech were like tight, tight, tight to the bottom at six thirty in the evening. Like, so I feel like that that they could have been challenging. To, they weren't going bonkers, you know. Yep. Um, obviously, to, I wasn't dragging baits by them. I was just looking at them on the graph, but they looked like fish that would you could probably get a couple to go, but it wasn't going to be necessarily easy. So, that might be the case for the weekend, too. I don't know. Um, Yeah, that's all. I've got three three pretty different ones, but I think a lot of it is, like, your expectations and your, um, like, how quick you pull the pin on a spot, too. You know, like, Leech Lake is, if fish are going, you can just, and there, there's just big schools out there, you can, you're going to go through some, like, ebbing and flowing of how active they are, but you might have to fish just a spot or two and that's it right and the other two including Cass, you know Cass and the local lake um generally i think you got to be moving around a little bit more
1: did you want to do that new segment oh yeah
0: should we do that now
1: yeah
0: all right this is a new segment um it's it's just called where is carl fishing and i'm going to go ahead and ask you you're, you're up this week okay where is carl fishing the annex moving on
1: We've just received an urgent message here at the Walleye Talk headquarters. It's, it's, this is such big news. Woman Lake Lodge is opening up the donut stand on the 14th of May. Get your gallon of milk ready, people. Get over
0: there. What's up? What's up with you?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Do you have your stuff ready? No. None of it.
1: Well, I've got some of it. I got all my monorod spooled up. I haven't organized my jig boxes. That's going to take a while. (laughs) I got plastics laying everywhere. I need to get another box to put plastics in. Maybe I'll just do Ziploc
0: bags. Dude, I talked to the bass guys in that. Well, Andy. That's what he says. It's like, no great way, no great product he's found. He just does gallon Ziploc bags. I think that's probably what I'll end up doing. It's hard. I bought I bought a like tackle tray that is designed for bags, and it doesn't work very good. You can't get that many in there. Yep. Yeah. I. It's nice to have them in a box, but it's
1: kind of the thing, and it's kind of hard to store a bag and.
0: Right. <sighs> not not a great system that I've found. But I like the... the I like the binder ideas, but I I doesn't time consuming. Yeah. So. I think bag is maybe a good way to go.
1: Especially for me, because I'm just going to throw everything in there.
0: I mean, you usually have jigs and bags all the time. I know. Anybody, did I posted that picture of my captain's license? Mm-hmm. And there's a bag of jigs there. And the guy said, nice bag of jigs. I said, yeah, it was a birthday present from Will Neuer. Yeah,
1: I, I get you. He
0: thought they were all parrot, though. They're, they're, they weren't. Uh-uh.
1: Well, there's a couple surprises in there. Mm-hmm. Mix and match.
0: Yep. A lot of parrot, though.
1: I mean, I know what you're going to go through. <laughs> Um, so what do your odds look like for this weekend? What are you thinking you're going to be I'm doing? thinking
0: number one. Cause you've got to go into a different boat. You have to, you have to i got to keep it down. Thing. Yep. Yeah. i got to keep it down. I think I'm going to bring, um, I don't know, Leah's nice stuff. And there's, there is like a point where you got to figure it out with the captain, but he, he, there's often a time where I think the captain would prefer you just use their stuff. You know, mm-hmm. then bring your entire tackle box and 11 rods. For sure. So, I'm going to keep it to maybe four rods, uh, three of them for jigging and a rigging rod just in case. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring two mono jigging rods and a braided jigging rod. Sounds All like a medium good one. lights. A one world class rod that I bought this Ooh. year. Sounds nice. And a couple of lead techs. Decent. Mm hmm. And the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take one of those mono jigging rods and I'm going to put a spot tail shiner on that thing and I'm going to land it right on top of the walleye's head.
1: How hard are you going to set the hook?
0: As hard as I can. Yeah, right. And I'm a little guy, but I've been working on it. Been, I've been working out all winter <laughs> for this hook set. <laughs> but i got to remember I'm, I'm going to be in the bow. I call it the bow seat.
1: Excellent idea.
0: And you know, when you're captain in a tailor boat, you can just put the bricks to them. And if you tip yourself over, you got those high gunnels. It's no big deal. No big deal. I could see myself coming out of the boat, though. Could you? So, I'm either gonna Jimmy rig some sort of like safety harness for myself. That's a good idea. Or I'm gonna just tell myself that I have to. I have to sit down.
1: Better make this device. It's actually illegal not to have a boat
0: on the water without these products. It's a horn. It's a horn. I don't know how that plays in. <laughs> you, could, should... you could just wear the float coat. Oh, that's a good idea. You could just wear the float coat. I think I might die from embarrassment, though. I'm not worried about the water. <laughs> Those guys will laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than you dying of drowning. That's true. I'm, I like being... I'm excited to be the, just a co-angler, dude. I'm going to try to whoop on him.
1: I love it. I love that idea.
0: Those guys are good sticks, though. Even Luke DeGrood, he's the sneaky one. Are those guys big mono guys, too? Uh, homegrown fish is a lot of braid. Uh, I feel like at this current moment, Lee Clancy is thinking about whether or not he should fish braid or mono, and he's pulling on his hair. His hair is all crazy. Mm-hmm. He's got a long beard sometimes, and I bet he's kind of puffed his beard up, and he's not sure. He's looked at eleven YouTube videos on which one to use, and he still has no idea. <laughs> That's that would be my prediction. So I don't know what he's going to use. Nice. Yep. Mono rod for jigging minnows, or just two mono rods for uh, having a couple different size jigs, or a couple different style jigs on there. Jigging minnows, jigging plastics. That braid rod just to like mess around with, maybe maybe fish a plastic with that, and then a rigging rod. I love it. What about you? What's what's the opening lineup for you? I'm gonna bring three rods because there's no chance I'm gonna rig a, anything on opening day. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to have my world class. I've got a 6-8 world class with six-pound gamma. It's gonna have a quarter ounce parrot on it, and it will not have anything but a quarter ounce parrot, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going I've got two braid rods. One of them is going to be rigged up with a fork tail. One of them is going to be rigged up with a paddle tail. The fork tail will have an eighth ounce jig, um, and probably a four inch, four inch, uh, fork tail on it. And then the other one will have a quarter ounce with a paddle tail, either kitek or Northern Impulse. Um, and I'm going to switch between those two rods a lot, I think, um, depending on if they're in the weeds or if they're out on the weed edge, um. If I'm going to drift or if I'm going to just kind of follow the contour. Um, yeah, there's going to be lots of changing, though. Lots of lots of
0: switching baits, lots of switching colors. Because that's what I want to do. Sounds great. Yeah, it's going to be Sounds fun. Sounds like a bunch of fun. Yes. Would you rather blank on opener than rig? Yes. How about you? That's the dumbest thing you could say. No. No. I've done it, though. You and could, you think rigging would have would have caught him? You caught like 6 and I caught 1. Remember that that wasn't
1: an opener? Oh yeah. But you that's s- that's late it. That was in September that though. That was in late October. Same kind of principle though. I could have just rigged and caught him with you. I
0: don't think so. I don't think you know how to rig. Remember just a couple years ago rigging was like your whole goal. Now you don't even you won't even try it.
1: I I got her. I got her down.
0: Got her down. Mastered the art of rigging. I mean as good as I think I'm going to get with it. How good does
1: one need to be at rigging? Right? I don't... I'm, I, I'd am rather be pretty good at all this stuff.
0: I actually think you're very good at rigging, though.
1: I want to be the best jigger ever to exist. And then I can be, like, a pretty good Lindy rigger.
0: i a rant- terrible
1: crankbaiter.
0: I also think... You like you got mad at me because I was talking a bunch of shit about plastics and how the oil, oil and gas industry is manipu- manipulating you. And trying to crash our live bait market. But you, you used to give me heck hack about how much I love jig wraps. No, yeah. I was
1: all about jig wraps early, early in the game. Then you, now you don't like them. I don't mind them. It's just they, I don't think they serve as big of a role as they used to.
0: What about plastics? Which one is more important, jig wraps or plastics? Uh, in today's
1: world, in my experience, jig and wraps for sure. Because it's a whole... I could probably catch these fish on a jig in a minnow that I'm catching on a jig in a plastic. Mm-hmm. But I want to catch them on a plastic. And I'm hoping that someday I'll get to the point where plastics are used nine months out of the year. Maybe. Maybe it'll be a cure-all. But I've just got to get good enough. Right. Maybe. And then I'm always jigging. And that sounds amazing. <laughs> sure. That sounds amazing. I mean, a
0: jigging wrap, it's right in the name, dude. You freaking jig them. I know. I know. I don't, I don't mind it. If I had to rank your skills, best skill, rigging. Second best skill. Um. You can't even do this.
1: It's hard. I know, because you it's just want to make me gonna, mad is going, all you want to
0: do. It's going rigging, origami, jigging, jig wrapping. That's what you I sound think. ridiculous. You sound ridiculous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be further from the truth. I am way better at origami
0: <laughs> than any of those things. Uh, <laughs>
1: You're ridiculous. I like
0: to hear. I like to hear about your your plastics because I I've learned most of my stuff through through you.
1: I've learned all of it
0: through Mark. So. I actually I learned I learned some stuff directly through Mark. Probably the most profound thing I've learned with plastics, like the most dramatic jump from like feeling like I can't catch anything on them to being, like, yeah, I can for sure catch them this way when they are here. Mm-hmm. Came from Mark Pordek. on an episode of Walleye Talk with Will and Dan. It's a podcast about walleye fishing. Interesting. It's all right. Maybe I should look it up. Yeah, you can find it pretty much anywhere. There's if podcasts. I Google walleye podcast, does it pop right up? I think it's the first one. That oh, pops interesting. Up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Put a lot of effort into that. Just a good name. If you name it something walleye, it's going to pop up pretty quick. <laughs> Just like your website. What's your website? LongvilleGuide.com. Great. <laughs> Great website, man. Thanks, Ken Miller. <laughs> Um, One more break, and then we'll do... You got anything else about opener rod lineup? Uh, no. Are you fishing that fancy line? Which one? Gamma? No. Come on. Yes, I'm
1: fishing Gamma. <laughs> not Gamma. No, I'm not fishing Nanofill this year. I'm fishing 832.
0: Gotcha. Nanofill is not a failed experiment, but you've moved on from it? Correct. It wasn't applicable to what I was trying to use it for. Gotcha. All right, one more break. We've been super happy to add Secret Lake Tackle to our list of sponsors for this season of Walleye Talk. I've got a couple updates for you. We've talked about them before, but Secret Lake Tackle is custom paint painted hard baits, and custom painted spinners. Now, what's cool about this is that their spinners are sold exclusively in Longville at the bait shops. Full Stringer's Bait and Tackle and the One Stop. That's where you can get the Secret Lake Tackle spinners. They come in 12 custom painted colors, hand-tied by Kevin Skalicki himself. These things are made by a good fisherman for good fishermen. He tied 1,500 snell knots this spring just so you could catch a couple walleyes. Uh, one last update: This is going to be true all over the fishing industry, but it's certainly true. If you want these things, doesn't hurt to stock up on opener. Okay, um, resupplies might be challenging this summer. A lot of you think spinners are sort of a midsummer technique. You should still be buying them as soon as you can get your hands on them. I tell you what. More often than you would think, pollen spinners can bail you out on some tough spring fishing days. Wally Talk is brought to you by Secret Lake Tackle. For those of you going out
1: on Saturday bright and early, the One stop's going to be open at 5 a.m. for you. So you come on in, get your minnows. If you don't get them the night before, get you know whatever you need for that opening day adventure you're going out on. Uh, we've got coolers, we've got ice, we've got minnows, leeches, crawlers, anything you can need. Stop on the one stop and pick up your opening day needs. I've waited all day for this. Okay. This is walleye groundhog day.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Dan. So far, pretty good feedback from people. For sure. It's
1: been fun to do. Uh, all right, you ready for this, Dan? Yep. It is June 12th. You have to catch 10 walleyes. If you catch... Another species of fish, you have to start over. What are you going to do? You can only catch 10 walleyes if you catch a perch.
0: Restart. Oofta, I got the answer, but I'm sort of afraid to leak it.
1: Really? Uh. I thought this was going to be just terrible for you.
0: No, I think I can do it. I got all day, right?
1: Yeah. And then if you catch a perch, you
0: got to start back over. Yep. I'm going to fish Leech Lake. It's going to depend on the weather. Can I pick the weather a little bit?
1: Uh, It changes every day.
0: (laughs) All right. I think I can still do it. Because in a a day, I'm going to get enough time to do this. I'm going to fish Leech Lake. And I'm going to fish... Day one, like if I really want to just get this over with... It could take me a couple days, but I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to fish, I'm going to power bob, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep my rig high. So, like, what you're trying to do is catch me up, because it's, for sure, there's some bycatch with perch and, and smallmouth and rock bass. Mm -hmm. June 12th, I'm not that worried about the smallmouth, though.
1: You're
0: not. Perch and the rock bass could get me, but they won't get me if I'm hanging five or six feet off of the bottom. Mm So I think I'm going to set my bobbers real conservatively and just try to get big predators to come off the bottom. And the power bobbin thing I think is the best approach because you, you can find suspended fish often that time of year. And they mark, you, you rarely confuse. Yeah, I think I could do a day one just just power think so. mm-hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: I'm going to only fish a leech. Five or six feet off the bottom, those rock bass that come—they're usually tight to the bottom. You catch more of them rigging than you do, right? And they bite a little different. I wonder if I could shake them off. You
1: no shaking, <laughs> no shaking. You set that hooky. You're on.
0: Well, I'd just commitment's commitment. I'd be real quick on the trigger with those those ones that, yeah. If that doesn't work, um. I mean, June 12th is not a bad day to be alive. No. And not a bad day at all to be on the south side of Leech Lake. So, if it doesn't work out, I would, I bet I could, I I bet I would try that a couple times. The same program, and if I did, because I bet it wouldn't, I I don't think I'm going to catch five rock bass or perch. It would just be one that would get me. Yeah. And I guess, you know, if I catch one, I just go home. Start over. Have a nice, make make a nice lunch for my wife. Hang out in the backyard, maybe see a bear. The other option would be the jig wrap Um on leech, can catch them pretty good that time of year on them, and I would be using I'd be fishing number fives. Trying to think if the bycatch problem it wouldn't be from bites, It'd be may fun. maybe a maybe a pike, but more often than not it would be a snagged perch, and it would probably be about the size of a number 5 jig right <laughs> So yeah, I feel pretty good about it. You don't you you don't think that my plans are good I plans? I think they're
1: good plans. I was just hoping it was going to be a little more difficult. I think you're right though.
0: Didn't you like my modification?
1: Yes. Yes I did.
0: Don't you think it would work?
1: I do think it would work. You just I thought I had a pretty foolproof plan. Like, I came in this way too optimistic. Like, oh, this is going to really mess down. I out. mean, I
0: like the bycatch factor. That's, that is a challenging one. That would be, like, impossible through the second half of... There's a lot of days where that would be pretty right. impossible. I
1: wanted to make it possible, but not impossible. Right. Right. Because if you do that in July, even, or in August, September, you're always going to catch something else.
0: Yeah. I was interested to to hear, you know, there's probably a a lot of the... People have different opinions about different times of the year. You know, there's probably some general tendencies that we can pretty much all agree upon. But last week's one I thought that was super tough is like July 10th for you. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Skalicki from Secret Lake Tackle, he said, no problem, dude. That sounds like a great day. (laughs) And then he brought up the importance of a well-packed cooler for a (laughs) successful... Day. For a
1: July fishing trip,
0: and I had not, I had not thought about that. It's a pretty important part of part of the day. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all we got. It's opening weekend. Super exciting. Super exciting. You got any parting words? Any last tips, tricks? Uh, yeah. What What are they?
1: Uh, go out early, smash them, come home early.
0: Ooh. I got a midday nap planned. Is what Damn. that's my that's my tip for the day. Nice. I have a hard time doing it, but you it's, used to always push
1: water. Make sure you drink plenty of water. Bro. It's super important.
0: Sure. I really want our next sponsor. I want it to be bubbly water. I drink about eight bubbly waters a day. Oh I have a, I have a bubbly water problem, but no wonder I feel you great.
1: Bubbly personality. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, is that how we're gonna end it? Anything else you got?
1: Next week is going to be a much better episode.
0: Oh, what? I thought this was great. This was
1: fine, but next week is going to be very important information. Yeah. And don't forget to get your Woman Lake Lodge
0: donuts. Mm-hmm. We should stock up. I wonder how many they'd sell us in bulk. I
1: bet you could freeze them real easy.
0: Just have Woman Lake Lodge donuts. Every day. Every day. Every day. We could share them with customers. No. No, we'll never mind. Do that. Never mind. We'll erase that part. We'll not do that. Don't. Alright. Have fun out there, people. Be safe. Catch a bunch. Leave a few for Seed. Alright. Bye
1: now.